Welcome to the Left of Straight Show with your host, Scott Fullerton, as we discuss everything under the rainbow sun, from LGBT issues to foodies, entertainment to books. Join us as we talk to some of the most interesting leaders and celebrity LGBT guests and allies on the Internet. So grab a cocktail, it's always happy hour somewhere, and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Scott Fullerton. Well, howdy, 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 everybody. Welcome there, and welcome to this Left of Straight show. I'm your host, Scott Fullerton. It is Tuesday, April 30th, 2019. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We've got a great show ahead. I'm joined today by two of my interns, Jordan and Chris. Guys, how you doing today? Hey, guys, good. how are you? How are you? I am doing great. We had a rock'em, sock'em show, guys. If you didn't tune in before, Left the Straight Show. We are here every uh, day for an hour, at, from 4 o'clock Pacific, uh, Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific for an hour of live talk radio standing on my soapbox, and we went into a serious conversation there. Did you guys hear about the last couple seconds of that? That was going pretty intense, huh? Yeah, it sounded like pretty serious. I like the tail end of it. I, we I have, he's a regular caller. Point here. It's pretty crazy. He's a regular caller. His name's David. Totally against LGBT, and uh, but he's fun. He's fun to talk to. He, he tries to do reasoned arguments, even though I don't uh, uh, join in his obviously beliefs most of the time. But we get a little spirited whenever David calls in. So we had a little spirited chat today. But welcome to the show, everybody. I'm excited to uh, have you here. Of course, Jordan and Chris are going to be manning the chat rooms for me today. So if you're tuning in live to Blog Talk Radio and you scroll down below the live slide show there, you'll see the chat box in just a couple seconds. We'll have uh, Jordan and Chris in the chat room to kind of take any questions you might have for our guests today. And speaking of guests, I got a couple of good ones for you. In just a few minutes, we have on our first hour a great friend of the show, singer and songwriter Jay Knight. He's going to be stopping by to talk about his newest single, Let Me Go, that is tearing it up. It's got like 4,000 downloads in just the last 24, 48 hours. Um, Great job for an independent music artist. And then uh, for the second hour, we're having uh, Glee uh, actors, Jenna Ushkowitz and Kevin McHale coming on. Jenna's been on the show before. This is Kevin's first time on the show. So I'm looking forward to having both of them on. We're going to talk about their brand-new podcast, Showmance. So it's going to be an exciting show. Are you ready? If you have any questions, jump into the, uh, the chat room there, and Jordan and Chris will be able to help you out. If you missed yesterday's show, please go check it out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, whatever your favorite podcast distributor is. Listen to it, rate it, subscribe. It was really fun yesterday. From Canada, I had singer and songwriter Hayden McHugh on, talking about some of his new music. And then from Nashville, I had HIV advocate and speaker Josh Robbins on. Some great information given out yesterday and a great time had by all. So be sure to check that out your favorite podcast distributors. Uh, Guy, how's your week starting out? Chris, you're in the finals now. Are you uh, – Keeping your hair together, not pulling your hair out yet? How's things going for you, man? I'm trying not to stress too much. I mean, just taking it one day at a time, seeing what I can get done. 
Like, I'm trying not to stress myself out. You know, it's my last semester, so I'm just trying to keep an even keel. Nice, nice. Jordan, how's your week going? you got a couple weeks left of school, right? Yeah, we start finals next week, I think. Yeah, next week. I am, like, forgetting what sleep is at this point. (laughs) I bet. It's going to be great. Plus, I'm working these poor guys like a dog. They're doing all their work for the leftist trade internship, so they've been working their little butts off, so I really appreciate it. But uh, we'll have some time, little time later on here to things to calm down a bit. Uh, Chris, you'll be graduating, right? Yes, sir. Uh, May 11th. Congratulations. And Jordan, you have another year or two left? Yep, I have one more year after this one. Awesome. Awesome deal. All right, well, guys, let's uh, jump into a little bit of news here, see if there's anything exciting we need to talk about before we get Jay on the program here. Uh, Pulling up my notes, we're just running a little behind today. I have so much going on. Um, Jordan, do me a favor and look up uh, Jay Knight and pick a song from Jay Knight there. I'm going to have you run the boards for me today in just a little bit. While we're doing that, I'm going to talk about a little news here. Um, Let's see what we have going on. Arizona Supreme Court ruled that a court can order parents to provide counseling and other treatment for transgender kids, even if the one parent doesn't approve. So that's kind of a step back in trans rights today. Not happy to hear about that in Arizona. The court also ruled that a family court had overstepped in ordering parents to treat their transgender daughter like a boy. Um, So they kind of made them treat them like a boy even though it's a transgender girl so arizona is going a step backwards in rights uh the united methodist church of course in their last convention um are kind of switching back to some anti-lgbt policies um that is become really controversial in the church and they actually had a group of uh of people that were in a, a confirmation class these young kids, about eight of them, that said they were not going to get confirmed because of the church's new anti-LGBT um, status. So that was kind of interesting stuff. Lots of stuff going on in the news right now. Um, so much stuff going on that I don't have time to talk about all of it. Anything going on in the news hitting your hot button, LGBT or not, Chris? Anything that you've been kind of paying? You keep your ear to the grindstone a lot. I'm ashamed of myself for not really keeping up with the, the, the latest current events. Honestly, I'm in a, a bit of a Game of Thrones hangover from Sunday's episode. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Are you watching still... that? Oh my gosh, yeah. I was I was panicking the last episode. I almost had an anxiety attack. <laughs> from what I could see, because the episode was so dark. <clears throat> well, we can't but, do mean... any spoilers, but from what I heard, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I never got into it. But it's got people pretty shook up this whole episode last week. Um, do you watch oh, yeah, it as a group or do you I watch it by yourself? Story. Talk to me about it. Um, so, yeah, I go over to one of my friends' house and we watch it together. And we have, like, a big group, you know, big setting, food and all that stuff. And it, it, the community of it, like, the bonding of it is, like, really nice. I mean, during the one big moment, and, like, if you, if you watch the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. Literally everyone just stood up and, like, cheering and it was oh my god it was just a moment like 
I think I had like that warm fuzzy feeling for like a good ten minutes after the episode was over. So I'm still in a little bit of a, a Game of Thrones hangover from that. That's funny. My friend lives in a new New York apartment building, which are obviously very close together if you're in the lower rent district. And he said there was literally he heard from about fifteen different apartments. Whenever whatever you just said happened happened, you could hear it happening mm. in like fifteen different apartments. It was so epic, I guess. So pretty fun oh stuff. My God. Listen, I people like his roommates ran into the fucking the into the living room. They were so excited. Like, <laughs> it was it was a big thing. It was it was huge. Wow. Jordan, do you watch it? Game of Thrones, I've never seen it. Me either. You and I are recommend. out of it. I know. You're not the cool kids. This, this is a very... We are not the cool kids on the block, uh, Jordan. That's all there is to it. I know. Maybe we are cool because we don't watch it. There wow. you go. We're trendsetters. We're hurt. opposite trendsetters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, oh, uh, Jordan, do you have a song pulled up for us? I do. All right, well, we're going to let Jordan introduce our song today of our very first guest, my buddy Jay Knight from beautiful downtown Buffalo, New York. And we're going to go to a break here, play a little song. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Jay. What are we playing out to, Jordan? I think we're going to play some Crazy Tonight. Nice. Go ahead and play us out and put us all into uh, talk mode here. We'll talk to each other. Guys, you're listening to Left of Straight Show right here in the Left of Straight Radio Network. Change when you rain. 
I don't have too many other hobbies. You know, I do music and now I fix up homes. So uh, that's pretty much my life. And you do do a lot of this work yourself, right? I mean, how did you get into all that? Yeah. Where did you learn those skills? Did dad pass them I, along? You get them on your no, own? Or? No, dad, dad did not pass them on to me at all. That was just, <laughs> uh, the one thing uh, he, he can't do. Um, I kind of was just forced into it because um, about three years ago, um, you know, I had, you know, just saved up a bunch of money and didn't know what to invest it in. And, and uh, I met a realtor and she convinced me to get some rental properties and uh, I did so. And then, well, I had to start, I had to fix them. I had to fix things, things break. So you just kind of learn as you go. And uh, if you do it yourself, you, you save money, obviously. So, um, you know, and that's, YouTube's a great resource. You can learn anything you want, um, you know, in about 10 minutes on YouTube. So um, that's, that was my tutorials for a lot of this stuff. And uh, so, you know, I still don't know en- enough, but uh, I'm learning as I go. And, uh, you know, and it, it's a lot of help on my own home, you know, when something breaks. In fact, I just fixed I just fixed a toilet here the other day. I think uh, I put it out on Twitter, a little me fixing a, a busted <laughs> valve on a, on a toilet. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just kind of self-taught and hopefully, you know, the things I fix stay fixed for at least, you know, a long enough period of time. <laughs> That's all I can really ask for. I like it. I am not handy at all. When we finally meet, I'm going to have to have you drive the three hours down here to come to the house. My dad has a tool room here in the house that has about mm-hmm. every tool known to man that I don't know how to use one. He never used one himself, but we had, he got inherited <laughs> from his dad, who was a huge okay. fixer-upper. So if you need tools, you need to come take a little drive down and get some of the stuff off the walls. We have stuff hanging on walls, stuff in drawers. We've got more tools than Carter has pills, I swear. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. We I gotta we gotta hook up uh, sooner or later. We've known each other now. I, I don't even know how long it's been. We've been talking. So yeah, I mean, and we only live what four hours away from each other, something like exactly. that. Exactly three and a half four hours. Yeah, it's crazy, so crazy talk. Meet we'll up for lunch. Meet, we should meet up for, for lunch this summer then... after I get back. We'll we'll definitely do it okay. when I get back. Okay. Um, Let's go ahead. We'll do some obligatory sports ball talk. It's something I know nothing about, but I know that you're passionate about. Uh, let's talk. You're a huge fan of your hometown team, the Sabres yep. and the Bills. I mean, we have the season over yep. for the Sabres. They were like bottom three in your division and like bottom six in the league. What happened this year to your Sabres? I have no idea. They they had a 10-game winning streak in November. The city was on fire, you know, because it's been eight years since we've made the playoffs with the Sabres. So everyone was excited. I think expectations got a little uh, higher than they should have been. And then they just completely crapped out and uh, became the worst team in the league. So I don't know how the hell that happens. But, um, yeah, I guess it's next year again for, for the Sabres. But, you know, there's there's hope. It, Buffalo, it's we're always hopeful when a new season starts, whether it's the bills or Sabres and uh, the bills are giving us a lot of hope this year. Um, So we had a good draft and everyone's excited about Josh Allen in his second season. Um, So, you know, we got that to look forward to. And, um, you know, I think uh, mini camps and training camps will be starting in the next couple months. So that'll keep us going through at least Thanksgiving. Um, And, uh, you know, if, if we're still, if we got a winning record by, um, by Thanksgiving, then um, it'll probably be a good year. So, you know, looking forward to that. It's been uh, a long time since we've been able to have any excitement 
you know, throughout a whole season for either of these teams. So, but, um, you know, Cleveland or Ohio is not that much different. You know, your sports teams. Oh, no. The, yeah. The Browns maybe. I was able to get these the Browns really cool brown shorts that I have on for half price for like five bucks. The Browns suck yeah, so much. Exactly, right? It was really cool. But, but, <laughs> but you guys got Odell Beckham now and, and you got Mayfield and you got a great defense. Um, and we play each other this year. So maybe we should have a bet. Really? I know you're not big. I know you're not big into sports, but the Browns played the Bills this year. So maybe we should have a friendly wager. Uh, we can uh, talk about that as as the season gets closer. I don't know anything about sports ball, but that would be fun. Yeah. And they're probably really cheap to go to a Browns game. You should come down here. Probably expensive to go to Bills, but Browns are giving tickets away. We should come down. Yeah, and the Bills do the game together. Bills aren't that expensive either, but yeah, yeah, we are. We're playing you in Cleveland. I'm pretty sure. So I'm not, and I don't know exactly when it is. Um, I haven't taken a good look at the schedule yet, but that's definitely a possibility. I haven't uh, been to a, I don't think I've ever been to a road bills game. So that's, that would be fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you might, had a good we draft. Might have to, the only thing I know about the draft yep. is like your round three pick was a Dawson Knox. And no reason I was excited about that because he's from Ole Miss, which was in the blind side with Sandra Bullock. That's how gay I am. It's so sad. <laughs> so sad. Yes, I, I didn't even know that. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah, the, the good old Ole Miss tight end. We'll, we'll see how that – he used to be a quarterback, I guess. He's only been tight end for a couple of years. So, we'll see how that, how that all uh, turns out. Nice. And, and the interns are telling me that it's November 10th for the Browns-Bills game. So, if there's Ooh, no snow okay. involved, we may have to have a little fun there. That could be fun. Yeah, if there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, there's no snow. I'm not a big. Uh, I mean, I'm a huge football fan, but I am not the type of guy who's going to go to a football game in sub-zero weather. So, I the, the only games I go to are in September and October here in Buffalo, and you know, I get made fun of by my friends a lot. But I, I don't feel like sitting outside <laughs> in the, the the snow for for three four hours. So, you know. Assuming. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's go. I mean, you talked about how long we've known each other and really have this. We're going on four years now. I think you were first on the show uh, on the Healing Stigma show with Kevin Hogan. We talked about your yeah. contri- contribution to the um, Stand for the Silent, a great organization yeah. against bullying, which I won't even go into that in our conversations on Twitter about our president, but never mind. Um, but yeah, you have, you've, you've <laughs> Given your song to great organizations like that, we know each other for four years. Talk about that. Have you thought about, has anyone approached you anymore about using your songs for some kind of a social justice before anyone that you've reached out to? No, um, nothing since then. Um, I would like to, you know, hook up again with, with an organization, you know, regardless of, you know, whatever type. Um, and, and, uh, try to team up again. Um, it was something that I enjoyed and, um, you know, had fun doing. So, um, if you got any organization, Scott, that you, you can, uh, think would be, uh, interested in, in, in doing something together, let me know. Um, it's definitely something I'd be interested in. Um, so, um, yeah, you I know, will definitely look out for you. Our mental health show, um, Joe and Rebecca Lombardo, a married couple, good, great allies, that do my Saturday mental health show, Voices for Change 2.0, are thinking I'm starting something up. So that might be a great fit. I'll get you guys with them. And I know you're reaching out to a lot of movie production companies. You've offered that up. Yeah. Any reaches out on that? Anyone kind of of hitting your hot button there? 
No, nothing. I, I, so I didn't crazy. think it would be so hard to get. I, I didn't, be, I didn't think it would be so hard to give my music away for free. I mean, I, I'm not even going to charge these independent <laughs> independent filmmakers. Just throw my music in, in in your movie and give me credit and, you know, nothing else. No money, nothing. And, uh, yeah, um, you know, to be to be fair, I've only really tried it on, on social media so far. So maybe that's not the best option. Maybe I should find these production houses and, and actually see if I can find email contacts for them. But, um yeah, I mean, if there's any independent filmmakers listening right now, my music's free. Just find me on Twitter, hit me up, or and Facebook, whatever, and uh, you, I have a huge catalog and, and multiple genres. You have a great that, set uh, of music, and they're all great storytelling songs. Yeah. You do great storytelling in your songs. I love that. Yeah, and, and I'll even write a song, you know, specifically for a project, and, and I won't charge. I, it's, uh, I just want to try to get my foot in the door on uh, – on the whole uh, sync licensing and, and getting into to movies and television and commercials and things like that. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a constant struggle, constant, you're constantly working and, and hopefully and hoping that you get a break somewhere along the line. So I figured it would be, you know, the easiest thing to do would just be to offer it for free to, to indie uh, musician or indie filmmakers who uh, are looking for quality music instead of, instead of them just using free stock music here, you know, I'll, use some good quality songs and um, everyone makes out on the deal. So hopefully someone will uh, get in touch with me at some point down the line. Um, I'm still hooked up with that whole Getty music uh, group that, um, you know, does sync licensing too, but I think they've got so many people on their website that it's just, you know, you're just kind of like a needle in a haystack. It's, you know, it's, it's someone sure. would just have to stumble across your songs to, you know, and, and get lucky like that. So, so yeah, keep my fingers crossed, you know, whether it's uh, movie stuff or uh, a label, a real major label one day, um, you know, and if not, who cares? I, I'm, I'm making music because I make it for myself. It's an expression of my emotions. And uh, if I never, get anywhere with it um it's still something i'll always do so not too worried about it and you're damn good at it my friend well i know we have web series season coming up now there are a lot of my friends are doing i'll push i know my buddy mike drayden wanted to have you reach out he has a new web series or not new i think it's like second or third season called last call uh, about Mm -hmm. a bar it's kind of cool i think your music could be good there but I think I'll get him to reach okay. out and I'll introduce you a couple people. Yeah. I know our good buddy Terry Ray and Michael Vaccaro are putting together a new web series called uh, The In-Laws. It looks pretty fun. So a lot of seasons okay. are starting out, so we'll kind of get that going for you. Uh, yeah, I would uh, definitely like appreciate it. You have this great catalog of music, and you do, you're do. you such a great singer-storyteller. I think it's your film backing, which we'll talk about as well. But talk about the four years we've known each other. How has your music evolved in your eyes over the last four years since we've known each other? Do you feel your music evolving, or yeah, for kind sure. Of, talk about that. Yeah, no, it's definitely been evolving. I mean, the song you played in the intro um, that was written about four years ago. Um, it was off my first, day, uh, you know, my first self-titled album, and uh, I mean that's pop punk, punk, punk rock, alt rock, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, and <laughs> you know, I, I've been slowly over the years, uh, you know, as you know, I just skipped, I just jump around 
genres. I don't, I'm not really bound by any genre. Um, I, I don't like, I don't think I could ever be just a one genre type of artist. So, um, you know, we, four years ago I was doing that kind of stuff. And um, then I started trying to do, you know, kind of mainstream pop, piano, guitar, pop rock. Um, and now this new single you're going to play um, at some point is um, more electronic. I've been doing electronic pop now probably for the last year, um, which I'm having a lot of fun with. Um, and then to me, it, it, it was a, it was a easy transition. Um, I, I'm still writing the songs in the same way. I'm just using different technology. Um, you know, melody is melody. And um, I just love all the, options you have when you're doing electronic music i mean i can put any sounds in that i want um i don't have to know how to play a certain instrument if i want to use it i can just throw it in there um, i can make weird sounds uh, i love using uh vocal uh samples and, and chopping them up and, and doing fun stuff with them so um yeah i mean i think my music has evolved greatly o over the last four years um but it's still at its at its root, it's still just the same. I'm still doing the same stuff as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's just uh, coming through in, in, in a different way, you know, um, in a different genre. So um, I hope people like it. Um, I think most of the people that listen to my music, most of my fans out there, I don't really think they care what genre it is. I think, and, and a lot of them have told me, in fact, that it's, it's my voice that they like. So it doesn't matter if I'm singing rock or pop. Um, they just like my singing voice. So, you know, that's great. I love that. Right. Um, gives me, it gives me a lot of flexibility to, to do what I want without scaring off, uh, you know, my base of fans. So. Sure. Let's go ahead and play the song. The newest single is called let me go. Now is this, try to remind you since I am a, a buddy on social media and a stalker there, is this one of the, quote unquote forgotten songs that you didn't release, you wrote a while back and didn't release that the fans requested, or is this one that you specifically wrote to release at this point? Um this was one that um I mean it was specifically written to be released soon. It it, it ended up getting released sooner than I thought it would. Um I think I wrote this one back in wrote and recorded it back in January maybe and um, I did a Twitter poll not really an actual poll but uh, I just threw out the links and uh, asked everybody to to tell me which song I should release and this was the one that got the most uh, votes for it and uh, so this is the song that came out and um, you know I, I can't if my fans want want it then you know I got to give them what they want that's you know, kind of a rule, I think. Go. So, uh, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I may have personally, I think I may have picked a different one, um, but everyone chose this one and, um, you know, I'm giving them what they want. So, so, so I hope. All I hope right. Well, happy. let's give the fans what they want. Um, Jordan, go ahead and pull it up here. We are talking to Jay Knight. This is his newest single uh, called Let Me Go. You're on listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. We'll be back on the other side in just a couple minutes. You think that you're smooth. I can see in your eyes. You think it's okay when you tell all these lies. 
Cause you gotta know that your life is very slow Then you're never gonna live it down, girl All you get is pain and it's driving me insane Cause you're never gonna change You just don't care what you do Hopefully, in a few weeks, put it out and kind of 
give the single um, a little boost, some new life, um, instead of putting them both out at the same time. I'm going to try a different strategy this time. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. And talk about the origin of the song. Um, What were your initial thoughts on it? How did it come to you? And what was the recording like? It's usually you in the studio with your collaborator that kind of creates all these fantastic sounds together. Talk about the uh, creation of the song. Yeah. Um, me and my, um, my engineer producer, Doug White, um, he's, he's awesome. You know, I, I wouldn't sound the same without him. And, you know, he, he gives me, uh, tons of great ideas. You know, I come with, with the basic song and the melody and I know what I want it to sound like. And, uh, you know, he makes that vision come true. Um, and, and he gives me a lot of ideas too. He helps me with vocal harmony sometimes, you know, a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people know or not, but you know, all the voices you hear on any song I do is all me. I have, uh, I've had people listen to some of my songs and go, who's that girl singing in the background? And, uh, (laughs) so, yeah. So, um, but yeah, he helps me with that stuff. I mean, this song, this song is kind of, I don't know if you've seen the the album cover yet, um, but it's actually kind of, well, it's, it's not actually, it is the same tree heart tree that I used on the last single. I love how you love me. And that was a love song and um, had this beautiful red heart shaped tree. And this song is kind of the, you know, the polar opposite of it. It's, it's a song about heartbreak and betrayal and, um, and it has the same tree, but it's now black and leaves are falling off it. So um, I thought that was a pretty cool um, idea. Um, so, it, you know, this song is kind of just the, the, uh, the mirror image of, uh, or not the mirror image, but uh, you know, the opposite of, of the last song I wrote. So they're kind of tied together in a way. I didn't market it that way. Uh, specifically but um yeah it's just a song about uh you know your typical heartbreak song everyone i think can identify with that at some point in their life right Um, right so yeah and it came together pretty quick um you know most of the songs that i do um you know once i once i get the melody going um you know because i kind of hear the melodies in my head and, and then I, I, I kind of sit down and figure out where the music's going to go. And um, once that process happens, it happens pretty quick. And, um, you know, as far as the studio is concerned, I, I usually do um, one song is usually two studio sessions. So, uh, you know, I'll do a, so it, it, with this electronic stuff that I'm doing now, you know, I'll sit at home with, with the, uh, with a laptop and put together, you know, like I said, the basic structure and everything like that. And then I bring it into the studio and we put all the music together um, in one session. And then um, I, I take that home and I listen to it nonstop. I'm not even kidding you. I mean, for hours and days and days <laughs> and weeks. And I just pound it into my head and try to perfect the vocal melodies. And, um, and then a, about a month after we finish the music, I go back in and uh, do the vocals. And then... Um, some every once in a while there'll be the, the next session it kind of bleeds over we may do a, another mix a final mix on it um but usually it's about two sessions and um you know i've been doing that now for four four or five years i think i have god i, w- I was doing a song a month for for a while now um i think i've got 70 60 70 songs now um so yeah 
God. Wow. That's, that's a awesome. Number. First time I've really, yeah. First time I really <laughs> thought about it in a while. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's pretty much the process. You know, this song was just like every other song um, and, uh, you know, came together pretty quick. And, um, you know, if, if, if I write a song and it has a good melody, I'm happy. And, and to me, that's, that's a good song. It's just a song that gets stuck in your head to me. I, I, uh, th- that, that's what good music is. It makes you feel good. You want to sing it and it gets stuck in your head. Then, you know, I've done my job. So. There you go. Well, I love the story behind that. I actually had that in my notes that it was the same kind of picture as the last song. We're going to play that song at the end here. I was going, oh, how purposeful was that that we use this tree again? I didn't even notice the color change and everything because that's what a yeah. geek I am. But I love the story <laughs> behind it. That's kind of awesome stuff. Very cool. Yeah, yeah it's, I figured well, it just kind of made sense. Yeah, good. Right, right. I mean, I don't think music artists would be around if they didn't have a breakup and love songs together, right? That's what it's all about. <laughs> That's, I think some of the greatest pop songs ever written were about those two things. I think maybe all of them are about those two things. So in one way or another, <laughs> you know. Right. Well, we always like talk whenever you're on about the plight of the unsigned artists. Um, you've been doing this for such a long time now. And has it become almost better that you can do your own thing? Because you're so good at it and what you do. It, does it feel good not having anyone breathing down your throat or is it just something that's like, why the hell isn't this happening because your music's so good? Where are your thoughts on this now? Because you had someone kind of little... helping you for a while is out of the country, but talk about what your thoughts yeah. are on different distributors. It, I, I think I, I kind of think of both, I, both, you know, like I'm glad I don't have anyone breathing down my neck. Um, gives me the freedom to do what I want. But then on the other hand, it's kind of like, yeah, where the hell is everybody? <laughs> you know, right, maybe right. that's just my maybe that's just my ego. I, I do have a, a pretty big ego, you know. I mean, you, you'll probably figure that out from Twitter. Um, but um, you know, I just yeah. So so both 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 of those things. I um, I I, I if I got on a major label, I don't think I would. I think I'd hate it to be honest with you. I mean, the idea of being on one is very appealing. And yes, there's a lot of money and 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 all the rewards that you get from 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 being on a major label if you're successful. Um, but I'm not the type of person who who takes. Um, I don't deal with authority very well, and and I like to do what <laughs> I want when I want. So that may maybe you know, a big a conflict there if I ever did get on a major label. I would love to just – fame means nothing to me. I don't care about fame. Um, I just would love to just make a living doing my music. I don't need to be famous and a celebrity. I, I don't care about that stuff. I hate celebrity culture. I hate it all. I don't follow – I don't watch any celebrity, you know – you know, entertainment channels, you know, entertainment tonight or whatever right. the hell that it is out now uh, nowadays. I don't pay attention to, to celebrity world. I just don't care about them. So I don't want to be a part of that. I would love to just be able to, like I said, make a living off my music. And, and, and if I could do that by cultivating a big enough fan base um, that, you know, I could, um, you know, get enough streams and maybe some down, you know, some iTunes downloads and maybe, you know, get a, a Patreon going, um, and, and I could just, um, you know, live off the music, that would be good enough for me. And, you know, anything on top of that, you know, would just be, you know, would just be extra. It, it, it doesn't really matter to me. So that's what I've been trying to do. Um, it's difficult. It's difficult for any indie artist. 
whether you're a musician or you're a filmmaker um, or you're an author or, or whatever it may be, um, it's, we live in, in, a, in a culture that is so focused so heavily on celebrity that um, people don't really pay attention to anybody that they don't know. It, it, it's the rare person who actually takes the time to listen to indie music or watch independent films. Um, so that's, right. that's the uphill battle you're, 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 you're striving against. I mean, really, you need to get, you need to be in the right place at the right time, or you need to know somebody who can kind of introduce you to a mass audience. You know, that's what I've always thought for myself. And, and I'm sure most indie artists think, think this is that if I could just get some mass exposure, um, you know, my music would take off. And, and I firmly believe that, but again, it just, you know, it's my music. If I didn't believe that, you know, why, why am I doing this? So um, right. I don't know if anyone else, I don't know if anyone else believes that, but I do, you know, just get me on the radio or get me on a, a, a big editorial uh, playlist on Spotify. And, um, you know, I'm pretty sure that, that it would take off. I mean, I've been on some of these uh, second level playlists, um, you know, I love how you love me. The, my last single was on um, a couple decent playlists and I got, I mean, I got tons of saves. Um, I, I got um, a couple hundred extra followers just for being on these playlists for just, you know, like a month or two. So, and, and these are your second and third level playlists. So I can only imagine what would happen if I was actually on a really good editorial playlist on Spotify. Um, so, right. you know, but you know, like I said before, it is what it is. If it, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Um, you know, I have a lot of other stuff going on in my life that uh, makes money and, and keeps me busy. Um, and I'll always just make music for the simple fact that, um, you know, it's an expression of my emotion, which is enough of a reason, but because I kind of have to, I think I've told you this before, my songwriting process, a song, they just kind of come into, like melodies come into my head and I sing them and I hum right. them in my head. And then if I don't actually write that out and, and, and put it down on, on uh, you know, and record it, then it just, it drives me crazy and it doesn't go away. I can't, you know, so <laughs> I kind of have to at least record it so it stops driving me insane and going over <laughs> and over in my head. So right. it's just something I've always done. I've been doing it since I was 14, 13, 14 years old. Um, and I'm just going to keep doing it until the day I die. So regardless of what happens. There you go. Well, I'm looking forward to the new music video. I mean, you've been, you do those so well, you've won awards for it locally there in Buffalo. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. And of course your movie making career, which is another aspect of it. You have <laughs> such a great eye uh, based on save me and everything. One of my favorite songs. How is uh, yeah. that? We're we're always pushing that back a little bit. How's that coming along? It's uh, it's coming. We're going to be shooting um, some more scenes um, this it, hopefully soon. I mean, the weather it, where we have to go. Um, you know, we shoot most of, most of it's been shot in the woods, so um, it's still pretty swampy out here in some parts. Um, and, we, right. and we, when we shot it originally, we didn't have you know um, any. We, uh, it wasn't swampy. It wasn't wet. It was, it was a dry summer. So we want to make sure that everything's consistent. So um, we're, we're just waiting for stuff to dry up and then we're going to go um, and, and finish up shooting some of these scenes. We're hoping to just to get everything shot this, uh, you know, at the end of spring through the summer and have it, have the movie, at least all the footage shot. And then the editing process will take a while. Um, but, you know, like I've been telling, I think we started this thing 
three years ago. Um, and it's, you know, it's something we've just doing on the side just for fun. And, um, you know, life gets in the way things pop up and, um, and then, it, and then the movie itself just grew, just, just kept growing. You know, we, we shot all these awesome scenes that we thought were really cool and they were cool, but then when we put them together, you know, it was just me killing a bunch of zombies. There was no real storyline. You know, we sat back and we're like, um, okay, well that's cool, but why is somebody going to watch this? You know, we needed to start developing characters more. We needed to um, come up with a, with a clearer plot. Um, and and uh, things are coming along. Like I said, this was, I, you saw, I think you saw the first short 13 minute film that we just shot f- for fun. It was yeah. supposed, to, supposed to be a music, vi- supposed to be a music video turned into this zombie movie, 13, 14 minute short film. And then, um, and then we sat down and we were like, you know, we could do something bigger and better. And, you know, we're all just kind of learning as, as we go on this. Um, you know, most of us, it's, it's just a bunch of musicians and my video guys who, um, who are musicians too. And, uh, you know, they shoot mostly corporate stuff and, and, and music videos, and they hadn't done a film either. So we all started, you know, just kind of learning and how this process was going to work. I think uh, three of us have, you know, I took uh, in college, you know, some, some script writing classes and, and, and stuff like that. And, and uh, so did one of the other guys. So we have a little experience on it, but nothing major. So, um, you know, it, it's been a very, very slow process. You combine that with just things in life popping up and getting in the way, and that's why it's taken so long. Sure. You know, I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure if we had, you know, a distributor saying, hey, you know, we want to send this movie out, we would have gotten it done ASAP. You know, we would have put everything else on hold to, to get it done. So, right. Let him throw um, some money at you first, though, right? <laughs> well, yeah, throw exactly. a little money it's, at it's, yeah, at this point, it was just kind of a um, a fun thing to do, and then it grew, and then we, you know, when I won the um, the Best Music Video Award um, about a year and a half ago, we met a few people at the film festival who um, we showed some of the movie to and some of the trailers and everything like that, and, um, you know, the, uh, we may have a hookup who could get it into indie theaters once it's finished, but it, it, it wasn't anything solid where we were just like going to drop everything and actually finish the film for that reason. But um, that may be something possible um, when it comes out, we may be able to get it on um, some, some independent theaters, um, which is kind of cool. Um, and then of course, we're going to also try to get it up on Netflix if possible. Um you know, there's, there's nice. some, some outlets, there's some outlets to do, to get it up there. Um, you know, I, I wasn't sure at first, but I looked into it and it's, it's uh, not impossible to get it up on Netflix as an independent uh, film. So um, hopefully we can get it up on there. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I don't know, you know, if, if people will just have to be the judge, if, if, if I'm a good actor or not, I, I don't know, you know, sometimes <laughs> when you're talking, sometimes when you're talking with people and, you're showing friends and, and family and, and, and no one wants to tell you if you suck. So I don't know if I suck. Um, but I, I guess I will find out, especially if it gets up on Netflix, you know, people will be brutal. I'm sure if, if I'm bad. So um, we'll find out. And, and really I'm just kind of the biggest reason I, I, I want to get it up and get it out there is um, you know, my music's going to be out through, through the whole thing. So um, that's kind of the exactly. the, the big the that's biggest thing for soundtrack. me. I just want the soundtrack. It's gonna the movie's going to be fun. Yeah. You know, I don't like those <laughs> scary movies, so I'm there for the soundtrack, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, well, uh, I'll, I'll uh, send you a special, uh, a special soundtrack just for you. Woohoo! I used <laughs> to have friends in high places. I like it. Right. So tell me what's coming up next. Do you have a couple of releases planned in mind for the next couple of months, or what's uh, what's on your uh, yeah. agenda there? Yeah. So um, I've got about I, I've mentally plotted out the next six releases, which will probably carry me through. Um, or, um, I think seven actually. It'll probably carry me through 2020. I can do about four a year. Every three months, I'm going to try to put out a single. Um, right. And because uh, because I don't do albums anymore, it's I it's, I find it more effective to do singles. So yeah, so I've got um, that kind of all mentally planned out. But we'll see how things go because I may just do another Twitter poll and and someone may pick a song and throw my whole my whole plan out of whack as far as the order is concerned. Um, <laughs> I yeah, um, and then one of the the you know I have I I wrote a song. Um, you know, after my mom had passed uh, last year, and it's been done for almost a year, but it's just kind of a project where every time I want to get into it, I don't want to get into it. Um, but right. it's going to be, I'm going to do a video on that one and um, get that out, you know, this year. Uh, it, it, it may be my next release or it may be the one after that. I haven't decided, but prob- before the end of this year, I'll have that out with uh, um, a simple video where it's just going to be. Um, it's it's mostly just going to be pictures uh, of her and, and the family and uh, throughout the years. So um, I think that'll be a nice tribute. I, 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 I wanted to get, like I said, I wanted to get it out earlier, but you know, I think most people can relate. You know, I just, once you sit down and you start trying to do it, it's just like, I can't do this right now. So sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, so that'll be one of the, one one of the songs uh, this year, I'm 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 pretty sure. So, um, and then I'm gonna try to do. I kind of slacked on the whole music video thing for uh, my last the last album I put out. I think I only did, which is the last time I was gonna ever do an album. Was um, I think I only did one music, one or two music videos for it. I'm gonna try to do one for every single. Um, I got into a little rut there where I was just like, why am I wasting my time and my money? Because, you know you're not getting a ton of views on them, but it's just something I think right. you have to do. So plus I have fun doing them. You know, it's, 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 it's fun to shoot a music video. So I'm going to get back. Well, on you're so receptive to your audience too. Like I said, you, you do these polls on there, you talk to your audience, you let people sample your music. I mean, you have a very yeah. interactive experience with your core listeners. I think that's important for them to feel part of it. And I think the videos just bring them in even more. So like you said, as, as, it, it's going to help in the long run. For now, it's more of a passion project for you, but it's really catching fire. Yeah. This one's going a little farther and a little farther. So that's got to be at least gratifying that way. Yeah. No, it is for for sure. Yeah. I mean, every time I put one out, I, I tend to get more views on them. Um, you know, my, the movie trailers that, that I put out three years ago, I think one's got like almost 200,000 views, which to some people may not be a lot, but that's a decent amount of views. And uh, sure. it just <laughs> – yeah, and I keep getting messages on YouTube. Where's the movie? Where's the movie? <laughs> just like, you know, I just got people from everywhere. All, all, you know, I got every time I talk to you, you ask me about it. I got people on YouTube ask me about it. So yeah, um, that's it, it's it's got to get done. So uh, 
so 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 for if nothing else, if people stop asking me where the movie is. So put that um, house, dude. Make a little cast, put a little production <laughs> together, and you're good to go. Right? <laughs> yes, exactly. I so, love it. Yeah, so we got we got some stuff coming up this year. So I'm I'm uh, I'm excited about it, and um, and uh, yeah. So hopefully in the next few weeks, uh, you, you keep an eye out. I'll, I'll have uh, a music video for Let Me Go, and um, and we'll see how that one does. Nice. We've talked before. You are more of a studio musician. You make these things in studio. Yeah. Have you ever thought more about ever going out in public and do it? You're just, is that just not your thing, not your groove? I did it for a long time when I was in bands um, in, when I was in college. And, uh, you know, I did a lot of, of, of live um, performance. It's not that it's not my thing. It's just um, it's a lot of work. Because right, you know, right. you're, it's when it's just you, when it, you know, when it's just yourself, you know, it, it, it's much simpler. You know, you can use the internet as your tool, and um, you know, reach as many people as you want. But you know, when you're gonna go and, and you're gonna play live, you know, it's a lot of rehearsal time because you don't want to go out there and suck. Um, so you got to make sure that you got everything down, and um, it's tough to, to put together um, a backing band that um especially with original music like this you know you're not going to make any right. money playing these sh- playing these shows it's just not going to happen so you got to find people dedicated enough who are just want to do it for the music um and that that can be um a deterrent it, it can be a kind of a stumbling block there um and you know i mean with all this new electronic stuff i've been doing for the last year i could cuz i could just put put my tracks on and, and essentially pull the vocals out and essentially do karaoke to my own music. Right. Um, but, you know, I don't know what I would do on stage. That's the problem. I'm by myself. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I can move, I can, I can move a little, but I'm no Michael Jackson. So I'm not <laughs> sure what, I'm not sure what the stage show would be. You know, I, I've, I've kind of thought about it sometimes. Like, what would I do? I can't just stand there in front of a mic and, and do J night karaoke to myself. Right. It's just, it's just, that would just be weird. So um, I, I have thought about it, but I don't know where I would go with it. I don't know if I would have to get some backing dancers and then, and that would that just be odd? Would that be weird? I don't know. You know, so there's a lot of, a lot of thoughts I've had about it and, and how it would look on stage and how people, you know, would people be receptive to it because once you're up on stage it's not just about the music it's about actually putting on a show and um i haven't really thought about um you know how i would do that how would i entertain people how would it work you know when you're in a band it's easy i got a guitar i got bandmates i can go up we can headbang a little jump around stage have fun like that when it's just you up there it's you know it's a it's a totally different story so um right yeah so yeah, so again, it's not that I'm opposed to it. I I I, I used to love playing out. Um, again, you know, it's it's I, um, it, it feeds my ego. It's it's nice to be the center of attention, of course, and and get your music out in in front of people who've never heard it before. Um, I just have to figure out the best way to do it. And um, I've been asked that question a bunch of times. And and uh, so, you know, I think I think I will do it. And when I do do it, uh, obviously I will uh, I will stream it live for people. Um, so everyone, you know, all my Twitter, uh, followers and everyone else on social media can see it as well. Um, cause most of my fans are, 
not in the United States. I have a bunch in England and um, Japan. You know, when I look at my stats nice. on SoundCloud and, my, and the other platforms where I can see where people are streaming my stuff, it's 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 mostly it's a lot of lot over in Japan and and um, and then in in Western Europe. So, um, you know, obviously I would stream any live performance. I thought about just doing a live performance, like just you know, in my basement and just streaming it live there. Um, I've thought about doing go. that stuff too, but again, it, but yeah, but then again, it just gets back to, you know, am I really putting on a performance or am I just doing karaoke to my own music? So I'd have to come up with some sort of, some sort of, um, uh, you know, stage act, stage show, something that's going on with my music uh, instead of me just standing there. I, I mean, I've seen people do it and, and people do it a lot on Twitter and they'll do, they'll do videos and um, just have themselves singing their solo. Um, I feel kind of naked when I do that. So um, I don't know. I'll figure it out. But uh, there you go. one of these days coming up, I, I, I will do a live performance and, uh, and show everyone that it's not all studio tricks. That I can actually. All sing, right, brother. So. Well, I love having you on. You know that you're uh, one of my favorite allies. I appreciate you coming yep. on and sharing your music with us every time. Give everyone real quick your website and social so they can follow you. Yeah, J Knight Music. It's just the letter J. Um, and so jknightmusic.com is the website. My Twitter handle is uh, J underscore Knight N Y. And uh, I think J Knight NY is also for Facebook and Instagram as well. So, and then if you just go to the website, jnightmusic.com, you'll find links to everything, the new single and uh, all my social media. Nice. All right, buddy. Well, stay on the line for me. We're going to play out to Jay's sure. previous single. I love how you love me. Um, we'll have Jay back real soon, I'm sure. And we're going to come back in just a little bit with Kevin McHale and Jenna Ushkowitz of a fantastic new podcast, Showman's Out. Uh, we're going to play out. Jordan, let us out there, and I'll say goodbye off air. Stand in line for me, Jay. All right. Thanks for having me.
you guys. We are back. That was my last guest, Jay Knight. I am so excited to have my next guest on the show, guys. You fell in love with him, of course, on the hit Fox show Glee, but with wide-ranging careers both before and after in music, theater, TV, and radio, they are back together again with a fantastic new weekly podcast called Showmance on Thursdays. It's part of the Lady Gang and Podcast One Network. Can't wait to talk to them all about it and see what they've been up to. Please welcome back to the show the lovely and talented Miss Jenna Ushkowitz, and for the first time, the handsome and talented Mr. Kevin McHale. Guys, how you doing? Ooh, good. How you doing? <laughs> good. Thanks for having us on again. You are very welcome. I'm so excited to have you guys both on. It's great to talk. I mean, Jenna, you're back on the show. I'm a little surprised that I had you on before Kevin, but then after listening to the First episode of Showmance, it seems like you've always had more game with the gay guys than he has, so it makes sense now to me. Oh, that's for damn sure. I can verify. You could just, you could just smell it, Scott. You knew. <laughs> there you go. I knew all of that. Too much fun. Well, it's so good to have you back on, Jenna. How's West Coast life treating you? Oh, it's wonderful. I'm happy to have moved back. Uh, the sun is shining all throughout December and January, so I can't complain. There you go. I miss it. Like I think I told you before, I am the opposite of most showbiz people. I was born and raised in California for 29 years and been banished here to Northeast Ohio for the last 10 to 15 years. So not fun at all back in the winter time. I'll tell you. We're almost Yeah, definitely it. not. All right. Okay. Just a little bit more. Kevin, welcome to the show. I am such a big fan. Um, it feels weird to even comment on you being part of our community. I kind of always <laughs> knew you were there. You and Jenna had that beautiful No Hate video. You contributed such gorgeously to Pulse Nightclub and fantastic in When We Rise. It was just kind of strange to me. Is it weird being in the media as an LGBT person to you? Was that a weird situation a year ago? Um, I, yeah, I think it was probably weird to me like it was to you, where it's like, doesn't, don't people know this? Like, isn't this a thing? <laughs> um, but I get it. It's not like everyone's following my every move on social media. Um, but it is weird, but I think it's good. You know, the, the more people to know that better. So I'm happy to have cleared that up for anybody who didn't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, it's great to have you on the show, finally. Um, for any of the listeners going under a rock the last couple of years, let's do a little background and dive back into it. Uh, Jenna, give a little recap. I know you're an East Coast girl, child actress. I mean, done great theater. You've started this podcast network, done great activism for adoption and ocean conservation. Talk about um, how things have been going for you and just a little bit more background. Wow. I mean, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, after Glee, I moved back to New York, uh, worked on a little bit more theater in Waitress on Broadway and uh, produced my first Broadway musical uh, called Once on This Island that won a Tony. So that was really exciting. Um, currently co-producing Be More Chill on Broadway that received uh, a Tony nomination today. So we're, we're really excited. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Yay, I was going to talk about that. Yeah. so excited for you. Congrats. Yeah, we're thrilled for, for Joe. And, you know, he's been around for such a long time. So, you know, this is a long time coming. And, um, yeah, moved back to L.A. to, you know, reunite with Kevin McHale and, you mm-hmm. know, re- reignite our love. 
and I'm back here uh, just, you know, living in the sunshine and, you know, making my way through. Nice. I love it. Kevin, you're Mm -hmm. from the South. You eventually made your way to the Santa Clarita area where I'm very sad they're canceling my secret crush Drewberry Mourner diet there, but we'll talk about that another time. Uh, You've (laughs) had uh, your boy band background. You've hosted shows in England. You've also been in radio. Talk about your early interest in music and how did your acting and everything come together? You do some very Uh, thorough and great (laughs) intros, I just have to say. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I just grew up a really gigantic music fan. I, I grew up in the nineties where pop culture sort of reigned supreme with like all the teens, like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears. And I ate it all up. I, I have a bunch of older siblings. And so I grew up surrounded by a bunch of different types of music. And because I was the baby, I would just dance on the countertops and perform for everyone. And luckily they let me do it. And didn't shame me for it. And so I was super supported. And I think at some point when I started to take it more seriously, thanks to my sister, she's like, you, like, mom and dad, put them into singing lessons. Let's see how this goes. And I did that. And I loved it. And um, started coming out to L.A. again, thanks to her sort of, like, suggesting it. And the rest is sort of the history. I just kept going. I, I, I came out to L.A. and... I mean, I grew up going to L.A. because my sister moved there when I was three. But when I went okay. as a young teenager with my mom to, like, you know, see if I could get an agent and stuff like that, I remember we got back to Texas and I just cried because was, it was this weird thing of, like, oh, I feel like I belong there. And so eventually uh, right. we just moved where it was not necessarily for particular any reason. Like, it wasn't just for acting or music. Like, I went there. We had a life. I went to high school and made friends and the bonus part was that I could also go on auditions and, you know, do music. I was in a music group. So it was a great thing. And luckily because all my other siblings are off and grown up that they could do that. Fantastic. Let's talk birthdays for a second. Jenna, you just had yours on Sunday. Happy birthday. It looks like it was (laughs) a fun time had by all on social media. Happy birthday to you. Thank you very much. It was a very good time. <laughs> I'm so bummed. <laughs> Maybe I missed too it. much fun. Yeah, whatever, Kevin. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Always nice to talk. Kevin, your birthday's actually next month. Yours is the same as my brother's. My brother's June 14th, which happens to be Flag Day. He used to think all the flags were out for him. Uh, talk about <laughs> your upcoming birthday. Oh, my God. I I love it because nobody knows what Flag Day is unless they know somebody or their birthday is on June 14th. Um, right. But it's obviously the best holiday because it's my birthday as well as your brother's. Well, actually, it's not true because it's also Donald Trump's, and so that's a problem. But, um, yeah, it's coming up. You know, I turned 30 last year, and now I just don't really care. <laughs> I, there you go. I was, I turned 29 and I had a panic because, you know, the next one was 30. And then a couple months before I turned 30, I was like, let's just get this over with. And it's been great. I I flipped the switch. (laughs) I don't care what people think anymore. I feel more confident than ever. (laughs) So I'm going to be 30 now for at least the next eight years. (laughs) Nice. I got to tell you, dude, I'm the same way. I'm a little bit older than both of you guys. 
and I have been celebrating the anniversary of my 29th birthday for about 10 years yes. now. I don't even have yeah, birthdays. I have anniversaries now. So I, I, I definitely hear you on that. Um, oh, yeah. I was going to jump into a little bit of glee culture here for a second, and it kind of works out good because we have a question in the chat room from Megan about you guys keeping in touch with other cast members. But I absolutely freaking loved seeing you guys drop the mic the other day. How was that for a little mini reunion? (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It was great. I mean, it was good to see everybody. We all kind of got in a group text like we normally do. We're like, are we really doing this? Is this real? Um, but uh, I'm, I'm very embarrassed, And um, but it was good to see everybody. <laughs> Why are you embarrassed? You were great. No, I can't rap. <laughs> yes, you can. Kevin, you think I can do everything, which I really appreciate, but, like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm your number one fan. I know you are. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I, I had a great time. I loved it. I was I was all about, like, you can make everybody's jokes about me as brutal as possible. Like, I don't care. Let's go for it. Yeah, I feel like they, everybody thought, we're like, this is brutal. This is so ferocious. And we were like, it's all fun and games. Like, I don't think anybody's feelings were hurt one iota. Absolutely not. And we see each other. Well, if anybody all the time, missed like, it, it you gotta check it out. But... It had to be. I mean, you guys had Harry Shum there, Heather Morris, who I absolutely love, and she's about the picture friend Amber, and then Becca Tobin. You guys were a little harsh on each other, but it was so much in fun. It just had to be a, a, a kind of a great time. Yeah, it's always I mean, we had a great time to see each other. And then Showman's, I don't think I've laughed as much, except you guys laughed more with Chris and Amber on your guys' show. You guys even remember that episode? You guys were laughing so hard and trying to remember all these things. Talk about that show. I don't, afterwards, when we were done, Jenna was like, um, is, was that any good? Is that usable? Because we were just laughing the whole time. But, I mean, that's what it was going to be no matter what. Because uh, especially, like, reminiscing and being nostalgic and thinking of all the crazy shit we used to get into, it's just going to happen. Like, People, yeah. you'll just have to sit through the laughs. It was so fun to have them on, and luckily they were, like, so game to, like, go through some of the crazier antics. Um, and it, it was just, we don't often, like, necessarily sit around and reflect like that, so it was nice to yeah. have an excuse to do that. Yeah, my type right, A personality right. goes in with, like, a real direction as far as, like, where the, the interview is supposed to go and where where it does go is completely different usually. So um, especially with those guys, it, it just felt like we were hanging out in my old apartment again on the Park La Brea. So we had a really good time. And and, and the feedback has been pretty good, actually. Like people have laughed with us, which I was like, I think they're just going to turn us off, but it's okay. Um, but no, people really enjoyed it. And so it's, it's really, um, Amber revealed some real dark secrets um, in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I had a lot of comments on my website about it. People really did enjoy that episode. And just to answer Megan's question, as far as keeping in touch, you guys do have your own little group chat. You guys were able to stay pretty. It's only been, what, four years now? It hasn't been that long. Um, uh, three. Yeah, it's been four, four years. years. Yeah. We talk all the time, and I think we get into, like, little subgroups. We have, like, yeah, Jenna and I talk all the time, of course, and then – yeah, I think it's it's 
the public doesn't necessarily see all the reunions or whatever all the time, but we talk very frequently and see each other pretty frequently. So it's sort of always happening where it doesn't really feel like we've ever stopped seeing each other, which has been nice because now we're friends, legitimate friends outside of, you know, before we were forced to be together, but we ended up loving each other, which is great. And then you don't know what's going to happen afterwards. And I think it's a mm-hmm. testament that we've made lifelong friends and we all like keep in touch to keep it up. Nice. I was a huge fan of the show. Um, the older musical geek that I was, my two favorite things that I still want to see happen that I haven't seen yet. I would love to see Jenna have her inner Ursula and Kevin do Sebastian with Leah in um, <laughs> Little Mermaid. This oh summer. my God! The bowl. That you guys oh would be amazing God. together. That'd be fun. Well, well, you got to make a call to some producers. You got to. <laughs> yeah, because I don't. You know, we're just not offer only anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, you you might have more pull than us. <laughs> oh no, that's horrible. And then oh, my it, only other know? thing is. Why haven't I seen you guys on opposite sides of the couch on Jane Lynch's Hollywood game night? I think the two of you would be hilarious together. Oh, yeah, I'd love to do that. I would love to do that. You know, I think for a while it was Fox, and Jane's show was on NBC, so they were like, yeah, I can't have those Fox kids on there. But uh, now I think it's been long long enough that uh, we should pitch that again. Maybe this is our official pitch. We'll just show up at our door and be like, hey, Jane, put us on. (laughs) Exactly. I like, but I want you guys on opposite sides of the couch because I want to see you two go at it. Could be fun. You guys are too good of friends, so it'd be fun to see oh, what you brought, it, brought against each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very it, cool. That would be fun. Nice. All right. Well, let's take a little break here, and when we're going to come back, I want to talk all about Showman's a little more of the relationship and Kevin's new music. Uh, I actually did pull up the clip for. Drop the mic, and we're going to let Megan hear that while we're off air here. So we're going to play the little lip sync battle or drop the mic battle mm-hmm. here. When we come back, we're talking to Jenna Ushkowitz and Kevin McHale, whose great new uh, podcast, Showmance, is on every Thursday. And we'll be back in a couple of seconds. This is the Lefty Straight Show right here on the Lefty Straight Radio Network. Give me some. <laughs> Yo, I heard this is a battle between the stars of Glee, so please explain to me why I only see three. Glee oh! was a show that really pushed the envelope by casting a dancer who couldn't hit a note. You want dancing with the stars, that doesn't seem fair, because I danced better than you, and I was in a wheelchair. Well, embarrass you so badly, I bet you'll be hoping that you fade into obscurity, just like Becca Tobin. <laughs> Drop that beat. <laughs> Kevin, I'm impressed. Look at you now. You got buff, but you still look like Rachel Maddow. And you can walk out in public and people won't care because no one recognizes you if you're not in a chair. And you said you quit Hollywood. Well, that seems odd because I'm pretty sure to quit, you need to first have a job. Honestly, have y'all considered a different profession? Because you three Gleeks could really use a new direction. Let's bring it down. You must be proud of 
our culture and its representation in the 15 seconds you were in Crazy Rich Asians. Remember Amber's Whitney tribute? That was a big scene. Your Houston had more problems than Apollo 13. And Becca joined Glee late and it didn't go well. Your group was the worst new class to Saved by the Bell. You Instagram your dog. It's so cliche. You're so white. Your blood type's mayonnaise. Give me a beat. Josh, drop the beat for a second right there. That was a moment of silence for Jenna's TV career. You were in Switch Switch, but that was the end. Congrats on being Katy Perry's least famous friend. You and Jimmy from Degrassi have a lot in common, but Drake only started there while you threw at the bottom and Heather dropped out of college to be on TV. Let that be a lesson, kids. Get a degree. Right. I played the dumb blonde on Glee, you played one in real life. And a step-up movie made scary world-renowned, but ever since his career has been a step down. And your character was Mercedes, but that's not your style. You should have been used Hyundai with 50,000 miles. We give theater kids hope for the future that they won't have to turn out like these three losers. Who's that girl? Your solo on Glee really border on criminal. How'd your Gangnam style suck more than the original? And Kevin started working out in hopes that he'd get hotter. Now his body's John Cena, but his face is Harry Potter. This battle is over, so you can go home, ladies, because you just got ran over by a Mercedes. The shade, boys and girls, the shade. Oh, boy. Amber's so good. I know, it's so good. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Guys, we are back. We are talking with Jenna Uskowitz and Kevin McHale, of course, from Glee, but also with this great new podcast called Showmance. Guys, I want to talk about I love Showmance. It's a perfect name. I want you to tell me about where you came from in a second. But you guys have had this little relationship innuendo in the past. You've actually lived together for a couple years. Talk about that bond. What drew you guys together besides the Glee experience? And what is it about the other person that makes you a better person? Aww. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go first. Um, yeah, we met, you know, we met uh, obviously like in the first, in the audition process of Glee. And we, we stayed pretty close, you know, ever since. And, you know, I can't believe we're like 10 years plus now. Um I learned so much about Kevin, you know, over time traveling with him, doing the tours and being on set with him every day and living with him. And, you know, we never really fought, which is kind of awesome. And um, we were talking about this the other day. I just feel like we're both uh, fairly grounded and, and practical in our in the way we think. So we really balance each other out, um, you know, in terms of when one is up, one is, you know, one is down. Like we kind of, we were there to lift each other up. So um, right. I'm really grateful to have him around like that and uh yeah I mean he every day he makes me a better person just by being who he is oh uh, stop nice. Aww, <laughs> I love it 
I mean, I think Jenna has is has oh my god has had one of the biggest influences on my life out of any friends I've had. I've learned so many valuable things, basically like how to take care of myself <laughs> because of, <laughs> because of Jenna. She is type A, where she's the you know the opposite of me in a lot of ways, but she's so she's like the chillest type A person I've ever met. And I think our comp- our personalities complement each other in that way, where we can both be chill, but we're both driven, and we can keep each other's heads on straight. And I think we see the world the same in a lot of ways, where, yeah, yeah it's easy to get caught up in all the mess of it, but I think most of the time we do a pretty good job of keeping each other in check and seeing it for what it is and lifting each other up a lot. I think that we're really good at that as well. And yeah. we've just overall, you know, and someone's been such a positive influence on your life, you want to keep them around and you want to be in their lives to build them up as well. And so Jenna's the best. Oh, I love Kevin. it. Yay. The sappy moment <laughs> of the left is great. Too. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and it's seems besides that, like the top eight, <laughs> you definitely seem type A and laid back. That's a good balance. And Jenna, you seem like the social one. Kevin seems like the shy one. How does that dynamic work for you two? I think you've got it wrong. I think it's the opposite, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty shy. And Kevin's really social and really nice to everybody. I'm not always nice to everybody, so Kevin makes me nice to people. <laughs> I, I get to do things she doesn't want to do, like go see people. <laughs> No, but you know what it is? Oh. I, see, I think Jenna sells herself short because Jenna is extremely social, but, like, she she's so good at it where she can find time to see everybody where I'm, I can get along with anybody, put me in any situation, and I'm super adaptable, but sometimes it's just hard for me to, like, get off the couch, you know, where, like, Jenna can be, like, I'm going to see this person, I'm going to go do that, or I'm going to this dinner, and she, like, makes it happen and gives everybody time and She's very, very good at gotcha. that. Nice. Yeah, I'm very much into my small circle of friends. I do the same thing. I'm very kind of – I love being social when I'm out, but I prefer just a small group of friends having the game night and the barbecues. Yeah. And I don't want to go out. Yeah. Like that. That's just not me for some reason. So I hear no, that. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, who came up with yeah. the idea of the podcast? Uh, what was the original intent? Where did the name come from? Oh, man. I think – you know, we've been talking about sort of doing something like that for a while, but not really taking it seriously or following up on it. And then Becca Tobin, who was on Glee, she has an amazing podcast called The Lady Gang, which, has, I mean, they just right. celebrated like their 50 millionth download or something like that. So she wow. approached both of us, and they're starting a Lady Gang network and was like, we would like you and Jenna to do a podcast. Like, would you guys want to do it? And I think before even really talking to one another, we are like, yes, we'll do it. <laughs> Whatever it is, we'll figure out what it's about. And then from there, we sort of like, okay, well, why are we friends? What's, like, what can we talk about? And then we realized, well, the biggest thing in our biggest connection is our friendship. And I think a lot of – we've been to a really unique experience, and I think it's worth sort of like figuring it out, figuring out if any if anyone else has been through a similar experience and how they've – balance that and dealt with it along the way and you know we we it was a slow a slow but yet quick process in figuring out what exactly we wanted the show to be but because it was based off of 
our relationship, it naturally like um, came into place. Well said, Kevin. <laughs> well said. And then, Jen, I mean, you've created a podcast network yourself. And, uh, Kevin, you've done radio more in a music format. What draws you guys to the radio or the podcast format? What are the pluses and minuses for you guys? Yeah, I mean, um, I've hosted two separate podcasts, you know, years ago and, you know, working with the At Will Media and, um, Network. And um, I really like this this platform because I like the way it's evolving and kind of taking over the world in a way of new narrative, new storytelling, um, new ways to reach people. Um, and, you know, you got you to gotta move with the times. So I'm really enjoying it. And also, like, I was thinking about it the other day. Um, you know, like we're kind of going in full circle, like people used to sit around their radios all the time and just listen to stories being told. And there's something really um, compelling about that to me where I sit and like, I'll listen to crime podcasts all day long. Um, And so, you know, it's, it's kind of old school in a way, but also just coming back around in a new, a new form. So. Also, we just love love to talk. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. Talking is vastly underrated. I, I, I do the same. Um, talk <laughs> about uh, the shows. Um, what what has surprised you? What's been fun about it? I got to tell you, I've listened to every one. My favorite so far uh, was Katie Lowe's and Adam Shapiro, who I didn't know that well. They're just like a couple I want to go have a barbecue with and watch them with their kids. They seem really cool. 100%. How has it been for you guys to kind of relate with all these people? I, I think it's exactly your point where, you know, we do research or we know we have an idea of what we think we know about people. And then you get them in a room and they start opening up. And I think the thing of, about podcasting too, is people feel safe or hopefully we make them feel safe and comfortable where they can open up and talk about these things. And like, for example, like I was dying. Their story were the funniest things in the entire world. And that's happened <laughs> right. time and time again, where you're surprised by the crazy experiences people have had. And you just never know, like who knew that they were going into like Disney and Pixar. So like the animators could draw right. them and they got engaged and they drew their engagement. Like once in a lifetime opportunity and something we never would have learned otherwise. So I really love that because I've had such crazy that with us has been great. Oh, Kevin, you're moving around. You're breaking up. I know. Kevin's moving around and having more food somewhere in New York City. He's an unsafe in New York City having some great food <laughs> and moving around too much for us. What about you? What's been really fun for you, Jenna? Yeah, I mean, it's been really fun to work with Kevin in a business sense. Like, we, I really enjoy the way we balance each other out. Again, you know, like our friendship, and I love um, – these couples that come in, I was talking to the other day about like how these married couples and these friendships are so different and their, their tone is so different. And um, each interview is just so surprising in new ways. You learn about your friends, you learn about their relationships. Um, Like Candace Akla and and Kayla Ewell um, from the Vampire Diaries. I just loved, it was so indicative of what their podcast says, directionally challenged and the way that they, um, look at the world and look at their friendship. And it was just so heartfelt and wonderful. And then, you know, Katie Lowe's, you get to see like the way that this, ma- it's like a little peek into their marriage and like what made them 
uh, makes them so success, successful at what they do in their relationship um, and all the ups and downs. Right. So it's been a really um, just educational and awesome experience to, to learn about these new people and learn about Kevin too at the same time. Nice. And talk about how far ahead are you guys out? Who, do we have any guests we can look forward to? And who would be a couple of dream guests you guys are trying to get? Yeah, definitely. We have uh, Becca Tobin is on this Thursday from Lady Gang and obviously from Glee. So we're very excited. We share some really fun Glee stories, um, you know, and how we spend late nights on set with a bunch of Red Bull. Um, and <laughs> we've got some really great couples. We, we we may or may not have some other Glee members coming in soon, too. Um, <laughs> and my dream <laughs> couple <laughs> that I didn't say. Yeah, exactly. My dream couple would be Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. Nice. That would be a fun show. Kevin, how about that would you? That be so Kevin? good. Um, I mean, we were talking about getting trying to get Jonathan Van Ness and, like, anybody from Queer Eye. I think yeah. that would be amazing. Yeah. That would be a cool show. That would be a lot of fun. I love that. Very yeah. cool. Well, I am looking forward to so much. I... One of my favorite sections. I don't know how you've done it, but I'm actually liking the wedding questions. Kind of fun. <laughs> how did, Thank you. Talk about this. How did this come about, Kevin? It sounds like this is all your fault. You've got me addicted to weddings all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, it, talk it, about this. It, this is Becca Tobin's either gift or a curse. I don't know what it is, but she, the first conversation she and I had about the podcast, we were trying to figure out what it would be. And she's like, well, what's some, like, random thing you like or do? And at that time, one of my best friends was getting married. And I go, well, you know, I have been answering a lot of wedding questions, and I think I'm pretty good at it. She's like, perfect. That's it. <laughs> and that's I what like happened. It. And we that's went from there. We pitched it to Jenna. And Jenna, I was like, Jenna's going to hate this. Jenna's going to be like, what the <laughs> hell are you guys thinking? And like, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. Well, Kevin, actually, um, Kevin and I are like each other's like forever dates at weddings. And even when you don't get plus ones to weddings, they're like, but Kevin will be there. So you can just go with Kevin. I'm like, that doesn't count. But still, anyway, so we've, <laughs> <laughs> we've been to a lot of weddings together. And, um, you know, we, we think we're doing a good job. So I'm glad that you like it. <laughs> it is fun. I got to tell you, after listening to last Thursday's episode, I have to invite you guys to an Ohio wedding. They have a weird thing here, and it's only I've seen in Northeast Ohio, where they actually have cookie tables at the wedding, where everyone in the wedding party has to make like six dozen cookies and bring them to the wedding. You have a table <laughs> with like hundreds of cookies. Can you believe that? I'm booking my ticket now. <laughs> the next wedding I'm invited to, I will invite you guys out for the flight. We'll have a good old time. You'll have to catch out an official Ohio wedding cookie table. <laughs> I think you would love it. sounds great. It, it, it needs to be a gay wedding as well. Then it's two birds. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's needs there to be a gay wedding. There you go. We should do double. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, as a matter of fact, speaking of that, I did reach out to my listeners. I got two questions for you on social media about weddings. We're going to have to make you uh, <laughs> keep at it here. Um, the first great. one, going into that whole marriage equality thing with the marriage equality across the land. My listener, Matt, wants to know, what do you think of best woman for the best man and man of honor for the maid of honor now that we have all this equality? Talk about your thoughts on that. 
Oh, I totally think, yeah, it should be whoever, regardless of their gender, it should just be your best friend, whoever you want standing next to you. I think that's how it should be for everyone. Nice. Yeah, I can't can't argue with that one. I actually probably will have a best man in my wedding. So, um, yeah, I think whoever, whoever you want. And I feel like I've seen that a lot lately happening. Like people are just like, you know, effing tradition and just doing whatever the hell they want. So that's what I say. Right. Very cool. And then our second question from Sherry, um, should the money go on the dress or on the reception? I mean, girls are paying billions of dollars for dresses these days. Where should the money go for Wade? Would you like to see it spent more on the dress or to the reception? I say, I'm going to say it's a personal choice. It truly is. For me, I'm more concerned that my guests will have a good time. And I'm more concerned that, like, the DJ is really great and that there's, you know, top shelf liquor, that everybody's getting boozed up. And, like, you know, there's a a great, you know, dessert bar and good food. Um, But I do understand, like, because here's the thing, you only wear the dress once, right? So, like, that's my thing. But I do know people who, like, grew up not dressing up and not being able to go to these events and, you know, like, do things like pers- like I did personally. And so, you know, I, I totally get if that's where you want to, you know, put, put the money. But it's just totally up to you. It's your day. you got to do exactly what you want and how you want to do it. Throw a great party. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kevin Jackson. Throw the party. I like it. All right, great. All right. Well, thank you for imparting your wisdom on our show. Be sure to tune in every Thursday to get more wedding wisdom on Showman. Let's finish it off with a with a couple of personal things here, Jenna. I want to talk about you are killing the social media game with your makeup and fitness and your hacks and everything. Talk about what kind of draws you to that medium. Is it just a thing you have to do anymore to keep the whole celebrity thing going and keep the agents happy, or is it something you really enjoy? You know, at first it was uh, something that you kind of had to do to move with the times, Um, but I've actually come to really, really enjoy it. Um, But that's because I've found the, the platforms that I, or like the companies and the things that I want to do. And so it's become more organic now where I'm not promoting products that I wouldn't use. I'm not promoting products that I wouldn't, that I don't use. Um, or don't right. like and so it's become definitely this very um, curated thing for me and I really enjoy it I enjoy sharing things with my followers my followers are really positive they're not bullies they're really supportive so I'm I'm loving it and you know if you're gonna put some your time into something like that it's a lot of time and a lot of work so um, I don't think I'd be doing it as much as I I do if I didn't enjoy it Fantastic. I love it. Like I said, you do such a great job. You curate well. You make it personable. You make it open for everybody. And I think that's the importance. Um, a lot of things feel like an ad when you get to see a lot of these social media influences that are out there. But this is something you really enjoy. Like, I loved your food show last weekend. It seems like you and Dave had a great time. Like I said, I'm oh my God, we had food the best much, time. Obviously. I felt I felt so sick, but it was so great. We had the best time. Yeah, it, it, I really do enjoy it, and I really appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I love it. And, uh, <laughs> Kevin, let's talk about this new music. So excited to see you bringing out music again. 
The I, I don't know which I love more, though. I don't know if I love the lyric video where you're just eating like crazy in the back of the car <laughs> or if you're or if you have moves like Jagger. We've got moves like Kevin in the official music video. <laughs> Talk about uh, this first creation and the upcoming EP. I mean, they're both very on brand. Just a lot of food and a lot of dancing like an idiot. <laughs> That's two things I'm good at. Um, yeah, it feels like it's been a long time coming. And I'm just happy to be able to, like, do music that I feel proud of and working with some of my best friends and collaborating with them to make something I'm happy with and give it out to the world. It's And it's going to get a lot gayer. <laughs> I will say that. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. Yes. Something to look forward to, I guess. Less the yeah. audience is going to get gayer. I'll put that. That'll be the headline uh, on the Apple yeah. podcast here. Uh, <laughs> And I do like, like you said, I think it's really cool, your friendships, you see your friendships on social media, the people you hang out with. And Kevin, I noticed that you and Justin from, he's directed this video, and you guys have known each other way back from the boy band days. Talk about the importance of these friendships and working with people that you trust, both in the podcast and everything else. I mean, poor Justin, I've run him into the ground. He's had to do, (laughs) he produced the music, he co-wrote some of the music. He directed, edited the video. He executive produced the video. He's, I mean, all the videos, and there's several of them. But it's, I'm very lucky to have someone that I've known for so long who knows me so well and can push me to, you know, hopefully be the best version of me and push myself to be more honest and create better music or give a little more in front of the camera. And luckily, he's extremely talented and is very capable of doing all of these things very well. And I just have to show up. <laughs> so I'm lucky. <laughs> I've surrounded myself with very talented people. Nice. Very cool. Uh, like I said, both were great. Nolan Gould brought just the right amount of irreverence to it. Great job on the first video. <laughs> Thank I can't you wait. so much. It was fun. We're going to have to have you, like I said, we'll talk off air. We're going to try to get you to Palm Springs. We'll talk about all. It's going to be dropping in May 24th, right? Well, so I was talking about this the other day. I, I've decided to push it back because, because it's 2019 and you can do things like that where you don't have to be beholden to a date. I decided that June is Pride Month. I want, you know, the first single Help Me Now has been like growing and the video is growing. And so I wanted to not just give it all away so quickly. So um, the next song will be out the beginning of June, just in time for Pride. And nice. the EP now will come out at the end of June. So then you'll just, Very cool. you know, give it, give it a little extra time. I like it. Well, I talk to a lot of singers on this show, and just the music, I mean, you guys know the music business more than I do, I'm sure, but all my guests I've talked to with streaming and singles and everything, uh, EPs and albums are almost a thing of the past, right? You almost have to have this content constantly going out, singles and singles upon singles, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, and I, I've made music videos for some of these songs, and I wanted to be able to put out another song before the EP comes out. That was really important for me. And it's probably my favorite song on the EP. So we're going to do that a couple weeks before the EP comes out. And just because it's very different from um, the first song, Help Me Now, that's out now. And so I think it will be 
it'll be fun for me at least to see people's reactions to two songs that are quite different from one another. Nice. Well, hopefully we'll get to talk about it in Palm Springs if you can make it. Jenna, give everyone anything else going on with you besides the podcast. Let them know where they can find the podcast. And give them out your social media so they can enjoy it as much as I do. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm just Jenna Ashkowitz on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And you can find Showman's on Apple and PodcastOne.com and Podcast App. Uh, the Podcast One app, and then also Showman's Podcast um, on Instagram as well. And check it out every Thursday. Very cool. Kevin, where they can find you on social? I'm Kevin McHale on Instagram. I'm Drew a Dude on Twitter because I can't get my own name. But (laughs) you just put my name and you'll find me. I'm the one screaming about (laughs) Trump probably. Yeah. And where should they find your music? Are you going to create a website for it or go to the regular well, uh, Spotify? The, mu- the music's everywhere. Like you can stream, download iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, wherever you find your music, SoundCloud, it's there, YouTube. Just search my name and it will come up. Nice. Guys, it's been a great pleasure having you on. Thanks so much for being part of the Left of Straight show. I hope everyone enjoys the podcast as much as I do. I'm there every Thursday. It's been a great time, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. All right, stand the line for me. We're going to play out now to Kevin's song. I want the audience, if you've been under a rock and haven't heard it, this has helped me now. Like I said, watch both videos. Look for the lyric video. Look for the official video. They're both awesome. Follow Jenna's Instagram. It's so much fun. Guys, I'll be back on the other side to uh, finish this up in just a couple seconds. And here we go. Help me now. I'm not enough. 